Welcome to the Odd Opinions Podcast. Welcome back to the show. It's been a minute since we recorded. Uh, we were actually supposed to record last week, but uh, we had another hurricane coming through and it looked like it might hit our area again, just like last year. But unfortunately, well, fortunate for us, it, it didn't hit us, but unfortunately it did hit uh, New Orleans, as I'm sure you're all aware. And um Another reason we didn't record is because if you remember back to a previous episode where we talked about our experiences with the pandemic, only one of us had not had actual COVID. Well, <laughs> he got it. <laughs> yeah, it finally happened. But well, uh, I'm not impervious. <laughs> <laughs> That's a word. That's definitely a word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So we were just thinking uh, in light of everything going on, maybe we could, uh, I know we've already talked about our experience with the hurricanes last year and our area flooding and the freeze and all that, but we just thought maybe we would talk about natural disasters in general and then see where we would go from there. And so, um, of course, the first big one, because it has happened recently in our area again, hurricanes. <coughs> so Ray, Ray brought something up off the show. Um, about hurricanes hitting areas that don't normally get hurricanes. And I immediately thought about Hurricane Sandy hitting New York. Yeah. By the way, I forgot to introduce everybody. Sorry. We're here again with uh, Nathan, Cameron, and Ray again. This is Nathan. This is Don't forget my voice. This is Cameron. So, all right. Did you guys see the flooding in New York that just happened? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was from Ida. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's crazy, it wasn't just New York either. There were several parts of the Northeast that got a lot so of flash what? flooding. They're constantly I'm coming kidding, up with new death <laughs> updates. The last I saw was like 30 people. Yeah, I saw okay. I saw um, Tennessee had some flooding as well from it. Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. like areas like New York, like we were saying, that never get hit by hurricanes. I think it was like uh, Connecticut was one of them. I was like, Connecticut even has like hurricanes. Like I've yeah. never seen one in my life that hit hit there, and it's just—I mean—it's weird to see it. Yeah, it's not normal for a hurricane to go up into northeast like that, or at it's, least dump as much water as they dump. Like, yeah, was it like the hur- actually a hurricane, or was it just the effects from the hurricane, like the water surging up? So this time around, it was a leftover, uh, like remnants of Ida going up through the yeah, states as it downgraded yeah. to its tropical depression. tropical depression again. It still had a lot of water and just, it was like when it, uh, the hurricane I'm went sorry, over Houston <laughs> and dumped all that water. Uh, yeah. So the East coast, East coast floods and then the West coast catches on fire. Yeah. And my wife is actually over there right now. In California. And my daughter, yeah. And a couple of days after she got there, she started like having throat problems just from the air quality. Wow. It's really smoky over there. Yeah, so talk about that. Like uh, the rest of us uh, live in Louisiana and have our entire lives so uh, you being from California, you experienced different kind of natural disasters than we've ever experienced. Mm, earthquakes. Yeah. yeah. I haven't experienced a, like a major earthquake. Like there was one in 80. 
88 or 89 or something like that. Sounds about right. Yeah, like the big one where (laughs) the videos of it, you can see the streets in San Francisco actually moving up and down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I've experienced, I think that was like an eight or a nine on this Richter scale. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I forgot exactly what it was, but I think the highest I've ever been through was like a six, five or six. Yeah. God, it's like a baby one. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's scary because like you'll, it, there's no warning for it. You know, no. they, they can't like announce it on the radio like earthquake today at three o'clock. They're just yeah. sitting there, and all of a sudden, yeah, everything starts shaking. It's un- unsettling. Yeah, at least with a hurricane, you have a, a warning. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think in general, like earthquakes are one of the like scariest ones in my opinion. <laughs> it just happens out of nowhere. Like you're just sitting at your house, yeah. and it's like, oh, there's a there's a fault line that I live on, yeah, no, you know, and it's just, I mean, like, that, I guess tornadoes as well. I was well, going to say that and tornadoes are scary. Cause, yeah. I mean, you can kind of see it happening, but if you're not paying attention and all of a sudden it, it hits. So if you're ever in a tornado and it looks like it's standing still, you should run because it's coming towards you. <laughs> yeah. Or it's going away from you. Nope. But it's, it's usually going to. <laughs> actually, when I uh, took a vacation to Waco, Texas, and there was a, a lot of information about a huge tornado that literally just sat down in the middle of Waco's downtown and just took a huge swath out of the city, just destroyed mm. buildings and everything else yeah. like that. And like you say, you don't get a warning. So you're just sitting there one day, it's a little bit windy, and all of a sudden the house next to you is getting sucked up and in the air. Dang. So, I mean, I know people who aren't from here, and I mean, now it's more like prevalent, like because of the hurricanes that are happening all over. But it's like when you're in a hurricane, it actually spawns tornadoes. Like it's yeah. not just a hurricane. Like people are like, oh, it's just rain and wind. And you're like, eh, yeah, but there's also like tornadoes that come out of it because mm-hmm. that's kind of what it does. Yeah. Floods and shrapnel. Especially like in the outer bands. <laughs> the bad storms that are in the outer bands spin up uh, tornadoes a lot. Mm. I know we're talking about hor- tornadoes, but uh, we were on earthquakes a little bit. And I, all the natural disasters that's been happening in the world, I don't think we should forget. Haiti got hit was <coughs> oh, one of the yeah. first ones of this string of disasters. They got hit right before all Ida and everything else like that. And they're still yeah. working on that. I was just like when Ida was forming, I was just glad it didn't come through Haiti. Yeah. Because that would have been a double whammy. Yeah. Dude, they get earthquakes all the time. Bad ones all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Speaking of uh, tornadoes, so my family, my mom's family, my mom's from Indiana and a lot of her family still lives up there. So we would go up there uh, every couple of years or so when I was younger. We still try to get up there, but we don't make it as much and it's more. But um, there was one year I was riding with my mom and we were in, we were all like carpooling. There was a bunch of us. uh, Some of her family lives in Texas too. So we were carpooling with them. And we're going up through, I think it was in Missouri, in the middle of the night, and there was storms everywhere. And literally when the lightning would flash, you could look on the horizon and count the tornadoes. It was so freaky, cool. man. <laughs> it was it was wild. It was wild. We had to Crazy. actually dive off the interstate at one point into uh, this convenience store. Thank God it was there. And we had to go and hide in the bathroom. We actually were stopping for like a potty break i guess Mm. i was in the bathroom using the bathroom right and then everybody runs into the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) i was like what are you guys doing (laughs) like all the women and everybody (laughs) what was going on yeah it was like well i'm gonna finish my pee because i gotta pee so (laughs) could you imagine 
using the restroom, you're by yourself, and then walking out and your car's gone, like that, along with the front of the, the convenience store gas yeah, station. Yeah. That'd be wild. You just open the door and like half the building's gone. You're like, oh, oh well. Well, the was room being. was shaking a little bit, but I didn't know what that was. <laughs> I thought that was me. <laughs> it makes me think of the scene in Jurassic Park where the guy's uh, taking the dump and the T-Rex escapes from the paddock and he's, the whole building collapses around him. <laughs> he's just sitting on the john. Yeah. He puts his hands I'm, up like he can stop it. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I don't think he was actually taking a, a dump unless maybe it was no, in the no, second was. one. Because in the first one, he does run into a bathroom, but that was when we first see the yeah. T-Rex. They were yeah. all in the car. Oh, that's right. He wasn't And then he runs it. to the bathroom from the Jeep that it was in. Yeah. Um, just hide. Yeah. Yeah. You might be right that the second Jurassic Park, I think they might have had one where a dude was taking a dump, but I'm not Probably. sure about that. And Jeff Goldblum goes, when you gotta go, you ain't gotta go. <laughs> Classic Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway back to the natural natural disasters uh so what else like the wildfires have y'all so, ex- you experienced anything mm, like that no that was after i left so bringing up wildfires <laughs> well, like your uh, entire life nothing well, happened yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's more uh, what i was getting at i don't i don't remember i mean yeah i think it's caught on fire a couple times i remember air quality like alerts but you live you lived around san francisco right they mm-hmm. don't have a whole lot of wildfires that reach down to san francisco itself right no not really yeah not really so i don't i don't was young too young and dumb and into other things so. <laughs> now we're just well, old and dumb yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indubitably into other things yeah, what so, were you gonna say ray so uh australia had wildfires as well they were really bad i think in 2019 and it was 2020 2020. because it was it started off 2020 with the australia wildfires and went straight into covid yeah so you know since we're talking about wildfires and everything it's like you can't forget about them and what they had to go through i remember i remember the koalas would like they would come up to the bikers and that's like super unusual for water and stuff and they would like (laughs) give them the water out of the bottles and like yeah broke my heart (laughs) what's the sound of a breaking heart (laughs) (laughs) that's a kind of similar sound a heart makes Mm. it sounds the same it just hurts (laughs) you know after after all this disasters that we've personally suffered every time i see one of these in the news i have um there's a king in the bible i can't remember his name y'all might remember but um he has a prophet come and tell him there's like all this horrible stuff that's going to happen to Israel. And he just says, at least don't let it happen in my time. Oh man. And when I see all this stuff happen around the world, God granted that request, by the way. Yeah. Hezekiah. And, uh, when I see this horrible stuff happen, that's not here. My first thought is like, I'd never want that to happen to anyone, but, at least it's not here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I kind of let off the show with that. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was thinking with this most recent hurricane. Like, I, yeah. was, I was glad it was not us. I felt bad for the other people, but I was like, yeah, I did not want to do all that again. Yeah, no. I don't want to. I don't want to pretend that we're all the most perfect human beings and humanitarians. <laughs> we're definitely selfish. Yeah. Well, that's human nature. It's yeah. like, man, that that was horrible. I'm I'm glad I didn't have to go through that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that King in the Bible. I think it's Hezekiah because it was the same king who took the letter from the enemy king who was about to attack Jerusalem or Israel, whatever. And uh, he laid it before the altar and said that big prayer. 
Oh so, yeah, uh, whatever, whichever king that was, it was the same one who said. Is he the same <laughs> not in king? My time. Out of curiosity, is he the same king that showed the enemy the inside of the temple? Because I remember yeah. there was a king that yeah, showed them so. the inside of the temple and all the treasures that were were there, and that's part of the reason that the enemy came for them was to take all of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't. I remember. Uh, I've read through the Kings and the Chronicles a couple times. And all the stories of the different kings as they go, it's like they all get meddled. Meld yeah, they meld together. And, yeah. That's yeah. like reading numbers, man. I yeah. there's and, some great. He begot him, and he begot him. Yeah. And I will, like, oh, I, don't, I, I will don't say even know where we're at. that in numbers and kings and a couple of those others that have a lot of begats, there are amazing stories in between the most boring reading of your life. <laughs> yeah, you'll go chapters and chapters that he begat. Like there's a story that I always, I never hear preached about. Are, are talked about by anybody. It's the middle of like think numbers or something like that. But it's between all that he begats and then for some reason it goes, and when Saul's body, when Saul died, his body was taken to the Philistines' uh, city and put next to their God with the Ark of the Covenant. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. had a group of Israelites break into the main city of the, the Philistines, into that temple where Saul's body and the Ark of the Covenant were. I don't think the Ark was there. It was there. It was there. And they took Saul's body and not the Ark. Wow. I remember a story where the Philistines took the Ark and then the town that they brought it into, it kept on. This is, yeah, because Saul, when Saul died is when the Ark was taken from Israel because David had to get it back. They kept putting it beside their their idols and the idols would break yeah, overnight and yeah. that yeah. people would have boils yeah. and so diarrhea and everything. the ark <laughs> was there with saul's body and yeah. they took saul's body and they didn't bring the priest to take the ark mm. yeah. I, see that's one of the most interesting stories i've ever read in the bible and i've never heard anyone talk about it yeah mm. i gotta reread sorry that this is getting off topic so no, we no, just no, talking well about to bring it, it back yeah. to bring it back you know think about the natural disasters in the bible talk about the flood with noah Floods are scary, dude, because there's nowhere to go. Because yeah. the water level rises. They're persistent. Everywhere. It's quick, yeah. It's <laughs> you quick. wouldn't think it's so quick because it's such a big area. It's yeah. different from other natural disasters outside of earthquakes. Actually, it's a little different than earthquakes. But one thing about them is they have full coverage and they're persistent. It's not only yeah. can't you escape during the occasion of the, the rapid waters and everything. That sticks around. People get trapped on roofs. Yeah. They don't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. And there's days and weeks that people will be trapped. Yeah. I don't know. I think about like the island nations, like they get hit by tsunamis. <clears throat> yeah. That, that's something I wanted to talk about. He's really broken up about that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's like, I mean, it, it's an earthquake is what causes it. It's the shifting of the tectonic plates in the ocean. And whenever it does, it creates a wave. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, those things are huge. They're bigger than cities, and they just wipe the whole city out. Like, there's nowhere to go. There's, yeah. You're stuck on an island. Yeah. I the, think about Pacific yeah. Islanders in general. These people who who want to be somewhere so bad that they, they took a raft out into the middle the of the ocean. ocean. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Like, That's scary. It's wild. Can you imagine yeah. not liking the place you're from so much that you're willing <laughs> to die in the middle of the ocean to find a better place? I couldn't imagine floating in the middle of the ocean on something that i built oh me neither yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, i would be dead already there would be better, no question yeah. even better somebody else built like you're just trusting this person's handiwork i would trust someone else's more than mine <laughs> for some reason yeah 
I don't know. I get, I have problems trusting people's work. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a flaw in my nature. But, uh, if me and someone worked on something together, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, what's wild is you look at the map and how Hawaii is out in the middle of nowhere. And you think somebody like no one knew that was there. Mm -mm. They just happened upon it. And you look around it and there's no other landmass for millions, like miles and miles. miles. I have heard an explanation. I think I've shared it with Ray. Um, Pacific Islanders used to, what they would do is during the migratory months of birds, is that they would be ready. They knew when the birds were going to start to fly. And as soon as they started to fly, they would follow them in their rafts. And they knew enough about astrological science, Mm. basically, that when they could go as far as they could go, keep up with the birds. And then they would get to a certain part, they'd mark where it was, and then they'd go back home. And then the next season, they'd go to that point that they were at and wait for the birds to fly over and then follow them further and that's how they would find that's, new land masses. That's yeah, high level thinking right yeah, there. I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I take back what I said. I would have never thought about that. <laughs> I mean, they they weren't stupid when they were doing it. They weren't just going out in the middle of the ocean to die. But to to think that someone yeah. even thought that that was something they had to do, you know? Yeah. You think the compass made us lazy? I know. No, because no. you still had to no. know how to read it. Maybe you still had to like, lazy, less creative. I think it's mm. more of the hunter-gatherer syndrome, right? The more the more conveniences they, that you have frees you up for more work that you weren't able to do before. Mm-hmm. I remember in the 50s, they thought with all the automation happening that by now we'd be having four-hour work days and we would be only working four days a week oh, yeah. <laughs> I read that. because of all the automation that was happening. All that did was free us up to, to do, do other, other kinds of work. Yeah. Which you only get about four hours of work for most people. I mean, Honestly, if you're thinking yeah. about it, I mean, it, <laughs> like you could say like, oh yeah, I work so hard. And you're like, yeah, okay. Like for what? Like you, you have these stints where you're like really productive yeah. in your day. And mm-hmm. it's like, those are the times that most people like, like I'm in, I'm at like 10 to like 12. I'm like, yeah, I'm in this zone, you know, like you can go like that whole time, like working, nobody interrupts you and anything. But then like after that, you're like, okay, I'm done for today. (laughs) I think think that's true with mental labor. Right. And that's why hard, hard manual labor will go longer because I do think mental labor is included in manual labor. And that's why you have more productive hours of the day. But if you have someone picking up and dropping boxes, you can get them to do that 12 hours a day, no matter how productive they are. They're going to be lifting and dropping boxes. Depends on how good their back is. But, but yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they'll, well, they'll, they'll be doing it. Your, <laughs> what is it. You're not supposed to live with your back. Yeah, well, They'll be doing it a sloppier job and slower at different parts of the day, but it'll still be getting done. Whereas if you have somebody on mental labor, when their brain is used up oh, and they don't it. have any more, yeah. that's it. That's you don't it. get anything else. And if you do get something, it's not good enough. You have to go back over that at a later date. Personally, I would rather do an hour of physical labor than an hour of computer work. Because at least in physical labor, you can zone out. Like, I like washing the dishes at home, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I've got a dishwasher, but I actually like washing the dishes because just for an hour, it's just your hands in warm water and your brain is empty, you know? Yeah, there's something comforting about doing the same thing over and over and over again. A little bit of repetition. Not all day, but just a a, a clear space in the day for yourself. Once you have, like, those motor movements or fine (laughs) motor movements. (laughs) Yeah, that muscle memory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like once you get that muscle memory down, you just get in the flow and then your mind is free to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. With computer work, (laughs) you know, like mental... 
mental strain or whatever. You don't have that freedom. Like you have to stay focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially like Ray said earlier is with all the interruptions that you get. Like if you get a phone call or somebody walks up to your desk, I think there was a scientific study at one point that proved that it takes you at least five to 10 minutes to get focused on something. Mm-hmm. So imagine every three to four minutes, something else is interrupting you, an email, a phone call, a person walking to your desk. You're yeah. not getting any real work done most of the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I know like talking about getting in the zone with physical uh, labor, like what we used to do, Cameron, the job we used to do mm-hmm. where we were powder coating things and spraying powder, basically painting is what it is. But yeah. when you're doing that, and you do it enough and it becomes monotonous. Yeah. I mean, we would listen to podcasts while we were doing it. It wouldn't really affect our work. Sometimes yeah. it would, but you know. And yeah. to bring this back to natural disasters, oh. right? Oh, no, yeah. I think I can tie, this can tie in. Yeah. Is when you're in the middle of a natural disaster and you're having to come in and clean up, like with Ida and everything else like that, not only are you doing all this physical labor, you're having to do the mental labor at the same time because it's unplanned. You have to, you're planning the entire time. What's the next step? Yeah. So you're having to do that all day long, and you can't imagine. Not yeah. only you're physically exhausted, every bit of you, from your brain to your body, is absolutely exhausted. And you have to get up the next day and do it again. And society is so fragile. And that's what that was the biggest thing. Like during the the hurricane, we I mean we evacuated, but it was still like you're in you're in like a flea mode. Your brain is in like this mode. Like, what am I going to come back to? What am I going to like? what's still standing you know so whenever yeah. you you were over there y- you were trying to work and it's like your brain was so far out because it's like you're worried about like people that you know your house your like everything and you're trying to organize yeah. it you can compartmentalize it all in your head so that you can get you can prioritize and get what needs to be done done first and then move on to the next thing but it's there's so many high priority items out there you don't know where to start yeah Speaking of the hurricanes and recovery and all that, I may actually be going over to New Orleans for work for a while. Possibly within the next couple of weeks, I might be having to go over there, and I'll be there for probably around a month. If Are you I waiting get to for go. electricity to come back? Or yeah, it's for the the company I work for. It might be sending me over there to help with the recovery efforts for our company's stuff. So, like, we have a lot of equipment that's out in the market that <clears throat> needs to be fixed because a hurricane came through and a lot of it got destroyed. And then some of the technicians had to, uh, in that area, had to evacuate. So, they're calling on outside help, basically, because there's a lot of work to be done and there's going to be fewer people to do the work for a while. Are you going to be evaluating machines to see if they're fixable or not? Yeah, probably so. And then actually fixing them if they're fixable. Some of them I'm sure will just have to be ripped out and installed new. So I'll be doing that as well. Most likely you'll get um, a lot of experience. Is what I I'm get hearing. a lot of experience. They said I'll be working probably 12 hour days, six to maybe seven days a week. Money, money, money. A lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a question for you guys. With All these natural disasters that are happening, the fires, the floods, the ice storms, Afghanistan, is, yeah, that's a natural that's disaster. A, is it, <laughs> so um, natural. Is it? Is it? Is it global warming, mm. or is it the wrath of an angry god? Um, I believe in global warming, guys. I mean, the science and the trends are there. However, I, I don't think they're mutually exclusive, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. 
Yeah. I don't think I believe in global warming like they they put it. To the degree that humanity's going to die in 10 years? No. Well, because they're yeah. like, oh, the carbon emission and everything. It's like, okay, carbon emissions were higher in like dinosaur air. You know that, right? Mm-mm. But yeah. here's the argument for that is because permafrost wasn't a set. And now that the permafrost is starting to melt, they're going to carbon emissions are going to rise, which is a huge issue right now, as they're saying, is that the permafrost in Siberia and a couple areas of the world is starting to melt. So not to get like conspiratorial or anything, but, but let's 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 lay but, this conspiracy out. Let's do it. Let's go. Whenever whenever my parents were children, when the planes flew by, did you ever see like did you ever see like a trail behind You're talking them? about chemtrails yeah let's mm-hmm. put let's put chemtrails out there what are you putting into your atmosphere that oh there are thousands of so things. it's like I don't, don't think... blame don't blame the carbon emissions and everything for something you put out there i mean we put out agent orange during vietnam before we realized what it did i think a lot of the damage we do is unintentional i think people mm. ascribe a little more intentionality I than there we, is in the world i think we intend to do damage but we end up doing another kind of damage yeah yeah i'll yeah. agree with that i'll agree with that um well think about in uh world war ii and hiroshima and nagasaki when we dropped the atom bombs that definitely had an effect on the atmosphere as well yeah i mean we should have just dropped probably one <laughs> yeah that's a whole nother conversation there's an like, argument oh, that we God, shouldn't, have, yeah. shouldn't have dropped any of them but yeah, i mean yeah for sure but i get okay um no never mind i was just gonna say that that president first thing that came into office there was a president before him that had the ability to drop those bombs okay and we didn't and then the next president came in and was like you know what let's kill women and children let's make a statement yeah like, and that's, a, that's well okay so this is also like borderline conspiracy, right? So the new president comes into office and is like, I need to make my presidency stand out mm-hmm. in the history. He was of, looking for reelection when he made that decision. Yeah. So I'm not saying that's why he did it, but it's kind of yeah. like <laughs> you mentioned it, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Similar, in my opinion, the I, cause behind it. I would say I, we needed to make a statement at the time we did. And if it was going to be an atom bomb, we probably should have targeted a military base. Agreed. <laughs> I agree with that. I think I think we, we weighed the odds on it. I think it was like, if we keep fighting them, we're going to have to go in there anyway. Yeah, but the people who would have died, they wouldn't want them to die, but they were soldiers. They wouldn't have been soldiers, though, if, you, if, we, would have had an, like, if we would have had to invade. It wouldn't have been soldiers anyway. And it's like, so what we wanted to do is make the statement of... This is us. This is this is what you brought on when you attacked us. Yeah. Well, and then in that case, if we would have invaded, the killing would have been a whole lot yeah, more personal, and, the, and it would have been a lot more. They they projected the numbers as like I it do. was exponentially larger because it's like we would have had to almost wipe them out because Japan would have never surrendered. I do agree that we would have been killing women and children if we'd had to invade unintentionally and intentionally. But yeah. at the same time, the mark of a strong person is to only hit back. We killed women and children before Japan. Now, Japan was doing mm. awful things in China. What about Pearl I'm not gonna, Yeah, I was like, I think we just I'm not gonna back. Say, I'm not going to say that Japan wasn't doing awful human experience and doing some bad stuff in China and a little bit in Korea. I'm not saying they weren't doing that. No, they what did, I'm saying they is... They deserved it. But our guys, they that was a us. military base that got attacked. They but there attacked, were women and children. There Yes, but not we hit a city, 
We didn't hit a military base. We hit a city. We targeted specifically women and children because the you know where all the men were? They were already at war. So we specifically targeted the old women and children. Didn't America already like set this precedent of speak softly and carry a big stick, though. Yes. It's oh like yeah. We have. We just want Theodore to Roosevelt that said that, but he also stood by a lot of values that the guy who dropped the atom bomb did not stand by. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> my point. Okay, so the whole point was is that the government makes decisions that they want to make for political reasons that are beyond the good of the American people, which I agree with, and that. That, t- that part in history, the reason we all have these arguments is that it was a difficult decision to make regardless. Yeah. So there, something had to be done at that point because we were the only ones left fighting. In my mind. Europe was done. Are you making a comparison for Afghanistan? No, I'm not making a comparison. Okay. I'm just saying, going back to Ray's conspiracy about <laughs> Kim Charles and stuff like that, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that the government doesn't make their own decisions. I mean, the MK Ultra was proven to be true and a lot of like off-the-wall stuff over time it's a conspiracy theory until the facts come out right yeah yeah i mean even the lab leak was called a conspiracy theory and two people were like you know what it actually is credible and they had to say it on the news before people stopped saying it that yeah. it was conspiracy but yeah. conspiracies usually either bear out to be true 50 percent of the time or bear out to be a madman's thing wasn't there a movie with mel gibson called conspiracy um, I don't know. that was an interesting like movie it. uh anyway my point being is like natural disasters, right? Yes, yeah. they could be man-made, and sometimes they are man-made. I'm not saying could be as in it's possible. I'm saying, yes, we do cause damage to the Earth. Yeah, we definitely affect, affect the Earth enough yeah. to make certain natural disasters that probably would have happened anyway worse. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter where you fall on the scale, how much you believe the warnings of scientists uh about how bad global warming is i think we can all agree that we have affected our environment in some way with our industry with our wars everything else that we have altered the earth in some way correct we can all kind of agree on that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean we all believe in the ozone layer not necessarily being repaired but we stopped damaging as bad as it used to be damaged right Mm -hmm. yeah a little Uh, bit yeah (laughs) raise raise making some eyes over there so I, I, <laughs> what I'm saying tempted. is like, there are things Go that ahead, we Ray. are doing that we could correct that are causing things to happen in the modern earth. I'm with Ray a little bit on, I think there are things that are unprecedented, but not necessarily, they're only unprecedented in the last couple of decades. It's like they've, not like they've never happened on earth before. Hurricanes have hit New York way before now. Fire, wildfires have stricken Australia and California and Greece way before now. It's just that in the few last few decades where we've actually been keeping records that these things are breaking records from. But on the other yeah. hand, we could do what we can do to help alleviate our end of the bargain mm-hmm. on how these natural disasters are happening. Like we can't do anything about earthquakes. We don't cause them. We don't like I've I haven't heard a scientific study yet that says what we're doing this thing that makes earthquakes happen. Yeah. Now I have heard a lot about fracking and stuff like that, about water poisoning and could cause sinkholes and everything in the future, but we're not seeing a lot of those effects right now. 
that's the future us problem. Thought. Yeah, that's a future. That's a future. That's not today's problem. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, there are natural disasters happening out in the world that we have absolutely no control over. Like volcanoes, we're just all lucky that they haven't been happening. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Hawaii true. was the cause was caused by volcanoes. Yeah, like the last volcanic eruption that really affected the world that I can think of is the one that uh, exploded. Pompeii. No, yeah, it exploded near Europe. It exploded near Europe and stopped air travel for two months. Yeah, but that was more. That was, that was just the uh, volcanic ash, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, was the ash. That but that's even, the worst part of a volcano exploding yeah. is about, the ash that it leaves behind. Was, was that before or after Mount St. Helens? I think that might have been Mount St. Helens. I just remember my cousin shipped me some chocolate the day that it happened, and I didn't get that chocolate until two months later, and it was still <laughs> even melted. I'm still mad about that. Even <laughs> melted. Even melted. It was the most delicious chocolate I've ever had in my life. I'm telling you. I was still it's, pleased by that chocolate. It's some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, Cameron? I don't know. I was just thinking, because I remember in- That's good. Like, <laughs> mid to late 2020, I was just reading some kind of article somewhere. God knows where. And it was saying, you think 2020 is the worst year? Look up this year. And it was like 16-something or 14-something. And it was it was like there was a famine that broke out. And then right after that, uh, a volcano erupted and sent the world into like this mini ice age. So crops were dying and people were starving. And then there was, these, there was a war that was already going on at the time. And I don't know. That was probably the worst year. You said a volcano erupting and it just sparked that memory for some reason. Yeah. I mean, you could compare COVID to the Black Plague, right? 80% of Europe dying compared to less than 1% of the people who get COVID, which those people, we should prevent them from dying as much as possible. I agree. But we can't keep comparing COVID to like things like the Black Plague. I mean, yeah. We are beyond that. As far as pandemics, we're pretty lucky. <laughs> With yeah, this I mean, specific yeah. pandemic, we're beyond that. I'm not saying a pandemic like that couldn't break out. Like we're always right. fearful of penicillin-resistant bacteria, when, and if well, we had like, a huge break co- out of that, when COVID, good. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say this, the Spanish flu was way worse. Yeah, but it, yeah. I don't want to compare yeah. to the Spanish flu. But, uh, well, that's, too I mean, many comparisons have been brought up between as that far and COVID. as individual effects, like indivi- effects on individuals from whatever the sickness was yeah it was way worse but you got you got to imagine though we also live in a modern age where 50 percent of the world i wouldn't even say 80 percent 50 percent of the world doesn't struggle like we have we have basic necessities we have electricity we have running water we have places to use the restroom not necessarily that they can flush but at least someplace clean that we can go to like we have plenty of modern conveniences that our ancestors couldn't even dream of so if you live in america you're in the one percent and i would no, even it was, be i would even be as adventurous to say if you're homeless in america <laughs> you might be so percent what i saw this the the number i saw was if you make up over thirty thousand dollars a year this is a few years ago but it's, it's probably still the same it's if a you little make outdated now thirty thousand dollars a year you are in the top one percent in the world mm-hmm. wow yeah and that's poor in America. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just think about that. One yeah. percent. Homeless people here have it good because yeah, they, they just have a good environment <laughs> to well, be homeless in. It, you know? Yeah. It's funny because people like complain about like poverty here and you're like, okay, we don't even know what poverty is. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and don't get me wrong. The situation that you're in in America is bad. Comparatively in, to Comparatively other to other yeah. people, it is. But then you're like, okay, but you have to look at like outside of us. Look at like 
countries like Ethiopia and like places that don't have like running water. They don't have food that's readily available. You're like, you kind of have to I do take wanna, a step back. I and, do want to acknowledge right here when we're talking about people who have it good, there are plenty of people in Ethiopia and Niger and a lot of other African countries that do have it as good as we do. Yes. Oh, absolutely. But the extremes of the poverty out in the boondocks, out in the out in the rural areas of those, what Ray's talking about is true. Like they, you have tribes of people that are banded together that have no electricity, no modern building materials, none of that stuff. Yeah. And what's funny about it is they're they're happier than most Americans. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's because you don't know. Well, like when you don't know better, happier in the sense that they don't want anything. Yes. Yeah, ignorance that, is absolute bliss. Sometimes oh, yeah. the Bible says, uh, I would say Ecclesi- is a better word. Sorry. Yeah. Ecclesiastes it says, uh, he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Mm. I've always liked that verse. There you go. But is the Bible also does encourage uh, educating yourself as well. I don't know oh, the exact yeah. scripture, but I remember mm-hmm. there's a scripture yeah. like basically <laughs> God says you should educate yourself, but just know that you will be more sorrowful when it yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bear your they cross. just put a string on my leg. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, so was that your quote of the day? Are you getting it in early? Oh sure. man, he's getting lots of quotes <laughs> in today. I yeah. just I I think that the people we hear are the people who are comfortable, the people who have access to electricity, to the internet, to all these things. And not necessarily comfortable as comfortable as everybody in America, but people who are comfortable enough to have access to those amenities. Mm. And so when something like COVID happens are a string of natural disasters that may be increasing in the in the next few years. I mean, regardless if it's the worst time in history, it's still a big financial burden to have happen. And it's it's something, if it increases, that will cause negative effects, regardless of how bad it's been in the history of the world. Yeah. And so when we see all of these things happen, that's the worst thing of our time. So we freak out. That's There's no other, and we want to stop it. We want to go back to the time that is not as bad as the time now. So I get where the angst is coming from. Yeah. But I also feel like people need to put in a little bit moderation. Like this is what's happening now. And you can't expect the world to change on a dime. Like you can't, you can't Mm. expect to change minds instantly just by telling them this is a fact that doesn't change a mind. If you tell someone's a fact, because first of all, you don't know if you can trust the source of the fact. Second, even if the fact is true, you can't change someone's mind and belief about the fact instantly by telling them it's a fact well and even then if it does change their mind it may not even change the processes that they go through every day and i was about to bring up corporations and just because they're aware of the fact and they believe the fact doesn't mean they're going to change what they do because it won't benefit them yeah like you can't like i think people these days have a hysteria about what is happening in the world and yes things need to change but you have to realize things will not change in the way that you want to and especially if you get violent about it, which is people are more in the mindset of these days is like the only change comes through violence, whether it be emotional, like inflicting violence or outcasting or castrating somebody from society, basically just getting them out. No, I mean it in that, that I mean it like that. They want to make sure these people don't breed or don't yeah. touch society. They want to make sure they cut them off. Yeah. It isn't just mm-hmm. exercising them for society and exiling them. They want to make sure they don't touch anybody. They yeah. want to make sure, like, the side, the, line, the battle lines are being drawn. And it's not just in America. I don't think we realize how much of an export of our popular culture we have. You've got Black Lives Matters going on in almost every country in Europe 
yeah. where they didn't get there by being slaves. They didn't get to those countries by being slaves. They were mostly mm. immigrants. They did have slaves. Yeah. But they enslaved a lot of their own in Europe. Well, that's similar with we, the US. America had a larger portion of people that came from slavery. Yes. Than the black people in Europe. Black people in Europe, they just come from Africa. They immigrate north. Like, it's not that there aren't people Because it's are, hot in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, it's not like there weren't people who were slaves who were freed in Europe and became... Li- living in those countries and became citizens of those countries. Yeah. But there is a way higher portion of immigrants from Africa when you're on the same basic landmass as the people from Africa, you know? Yeah. But you still have these Black Lives Matters and everything spewing the same rhetoric from America when it's not applicable over there in the same way. And we that's not I, just I think I think that's where half the problem comes from is like people don't know the whole issue and they just hear well, I'm not talking about what necessarily they want to hear out of a situation. I'm not, so whatever they think is in their mind, right? That's what they go with, and well, it's so like, it's so hard, especially with like the media presence and like social media and how it it pushes an agenda. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and the echo chambers is great. Yeah, yeah because well, you're only connected with who you want to hear. Yes, that's like statistical data is can be interpreted to say whatever you want it to say. Absolutely. I want to I want to make it clear here I'm making no condemnation about the core tenets of Black Lives Matter, not necessarily the organization, but the idea behind the movement. Yeah. I'm saying that America exports this culture to other countries where it is n- in no way the same conversation as it is in America. Yeah. And we and it's not just Black Lives Matter, that was just an example <clears throat> because there were a bunch of protests that used the same banner and the same organization to protest over there. But we, we export all of our policies and politics. So our ideas about the left and the right only enforces that divide everywhere else in the world that has a left and a right that's going on. Well, even like our popular culture is influencing the, exactly. the rest our of the TVs, world as well. Exactly. Our TVs, our movies, everything else. Yeah. Is, now, we aren't as influential as we used to be, but we are still a very large driver in the world. Yeah. And a lot of these people who are using the internet are not using just their local country sites they are using reddit youtube all these american-based sites to get a lot of their information like if you're a gamer you can't just stay on the french gaming forums because games aren't made in france they're made in america they're made up north in europe shots fired at france i'm just saying i'm just saying it's okay they won't fire back yeah nobody listens from the the french games the french games that are made are made in montreal canada yeah like the french people who are making games are in montreal canada i'm just they speak french but they're canadian i just started following this guy on instagram i forgot his name but he does parkour and he's from Paris, France. So he just, he, you could just see videos of him just hopping across these Paris rooftops. Yeah. And it's the coolest thing, man. Like, I has a cool life. I will say, as far as music <laughs> and, and movie goes, I think Americans sleep on some of the French stuff out there. I think they got some good music. I think they got I, some good movies I think and stuff. Americans in general sleep on the rest of the yeah. world's <laughs> yeah. culture, well, like music and with films Netflix and, and a lot of streaming and stuff like that, we've been coming more aware of um, a lot of Korean, Japanese, um, some of the German, uh, I th- actually a couple of like Turkish and others have been breaking through a little bit, just a, yeah. not a lot, but a little bit. I heard that if you want more more movies to come on your Netflix, uh, you have to get a VPN and and uh, yeah, Express like, VPN. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, because if they want to sponsor. Because <laughs> VPN, you can you can set up a VPN from like another country, yeah, or whatever. You yeah. Well, even Canada's Netflix has different offerings than America's Netflix. So yeah. basically, you just say, "I'm from Canada," and Netflix. Well, this is what's available in Canada. So yeah. why why companies don't like VPNs is because you can set your like your IP address from other places, and like the cost of it goes down. So say if you put yourself in like, I think it's Argentina. It's like three ninety nine American dollars to buy like buy Netflix, nice. where it's thirteen here. You know, so it's like what I you do. can do is you can. I do want to point out that VPNs are not Don't. for cybersecurity. Like you can still be tracked. Your location can still be tracked by people who have malicious intent. So don't ever use a VPN and think it makes you completely safe. But it does allow you to do things like Ray's talking about. I just want to put that just, out there. We are not lawyers. We do not have well, I mean, legal I, advice here. Don't buy, don't buy a VPN and think you're completely yeah. protected. It's That's just like saying. birth control doesn't mean that you're not going to get pregnant. Yeah. It's, it's similar. Mm, I mean, yeah. It's a good analogy. Blue eyes, white I dragon doesn't least. equal the win. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> but Exodia does. But Exodia does. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's all in the cards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what you got? I would rather go through a hurricane in 2021 than in 1621 oh absolutely I was, i've been thinking about big, that a lot although lately. i was thinking i wouldn't lose as much back, back in 1621 well, well you'd lose more than you think because rebuilding it would take longer and getting the materials would take longer that's true yeah, yeah resources nowadays are much better yeah or they're more available at least. Yeah, you don't have linemen immediately rushing in back then. Back then no. you go, I hope my neighbors survive because I'm going to need help putting up this barn again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. At least you got plenty of trees because they were all made out of wood. Back Did, you, then. Yeah. Did you see the, the video of those people in wherever south, south uh, east Louisiana, there is a cow stuck in a tree? What? I didn't After see the that. Hurricane? No. It's like yeah. Twister. Yeah, it's like the movie twist. It was just these dudes with a chainsaw, like methodically cutting off branches, trying to get this cow that was just sitting there in the tree. <laughs> it's just like, hey guys, uh, can you can you get me down? I'm kind of high up here. Yeah. Little help, I, <laughs> little I help. I don't know if y'all saw this one, but there was another one where there was the tail end of Ida, and someone's like filming some footage when there's still heavy wind. And filming it showed, footage, like, you say? Yeah, <laughs> and it showed a no. destroyed. It was making a talkie. Well, yeah. <laughs> Got them there, fancy moving they picture. Filming, it was a moving picture. They let's was, be more they specific. They were filming B-roll, okay? Uh, okay, okay, yeah, right. okay. Let's let's get some industry terms in here because we have to be so specific. <laughs> and there was a destroyed trailer, and you could see the yard in front of it. And then while they were filming the trailer and the wind was just hurling past, they had a little crawfish trap just roll like a tumbleweed oh, in wow. front of it. It was a really Louisiana-looking image. started playing. <laughs> It's a Cajun tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crawfish trap. <laughs> they were like, funny. get Betsy in the, the storm cellar. <laughs> <laughs> There's no storm cellars. And no, no. We don't, we don't have those. What are those? That was one of the reasons why Ida stayed so strong for so long is because New Orleans and that entire area is so close to, and in some places, below sea level. So the flood from the storm surge allowed it to stay stronger because once a hurricane goes over land it starts to weaken but the storm surge was so high and the elevation of the land was so low that it like it was like it was still over water so it stayed strong until it got inland pretty far so which is another reason why it was so bad in the northeast did the levees hold up this time almost every levee held up i don't think i think one of them cracked or something like that. one of them got overflown 
overflown. <laughs> one of them, the water flowed over the levee. That's a good way to That's say it. That's what it was. It yeah. wasn't, yeah, it held, but it just One of the levees over. overflowed. There you go. Thank you. Overflown. Which is why you see Jeez. places like uh, Homa and Laplace and Grand, what Grand, Isle. Grand, Grand Isle. Grand yeah. Grand Isle, yeah. Those, those places got flooded because they didn't have levees around them. Um, but the places like New Orleans and stuff like that did a lot better because the levees held. Yeah. I got a lot of family over in Laplace. Yeah. I don't know like how extensive their damage was, but I it's assume it was incredibly great. incredibly extensive. They had a... A lot of feet of flooding, so pretty much yeah. everybody there yeah, got screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of water, dude. That was like um, Laura wasn't as bad for like storm surge for us, but uh, Rita in 2005 was really bad for storm surge. I know you don't remember this, Cameron, because you mm-hmm. were in California, but mm-hmm. Rita had a lot of storm surge. I stayed for that one too, of course. But speaking <laughs> of the, <laughs> the storm surge that comes through here, why do people live in Cameron Parish? In the middle of a I marsh. do not know. Hey, if you just property. wait long enough, you got ocean from property. <laughs> That's <right. laughs> oh Property's cheap down there, man. Yeah, anyway, continue your story because I just was thinking oh, about that was I it. think about that every time the storm surge comes through. It's like, why would you live on Holly Beach? How many? How many? Not even hurricanes. Tropical depressions will give them huge storm surge. Yeah, and they just they keep living there. They keep repairing the house. Like if you if you go down there, I was talking with my hairdresser because she has some family that lives down in Cameron. She says if you go down there, you will see so many abandoned houses out in the middle of the marsh that you can't even get to anymore. Yep, yeah, yep. Because it wasn't marsh back then when they got abandoned. (laughs) It became marsh. I think I mean you you set up a life there though. I mean you you don't want to just leave your stuff. I would leave after the first disaster. I know, like, (laughs) but you still live in Lake Charles. Yeah, we've had. No, numerous Multiple bad disasters. I will say that first of all, I live with some people. I don't have to pay rent, so that's one reason. That's a factor. Yeah, and the sure. second is, is I've been incredibly lucky for every hurricane that we've had. Yeah, it's hard to just up and move. You I guess have to leave all like people are social creatures. Yeah, you, know, you build a you build a network around you, and then just to uproot yourself from that um, network is difficult. I've tried it before. I was incredibly depressed for like. A yeah. concurrent series of years <laughs> depressed, not just like once or twice. Like it was a serious depressive episode. Well, you also didn't move close to people that you knew very well, did no. you? I, I knew I do. I, I moved close <laughs> to people that were acquaintances, but they were never. I was never close. Yeah. So there was never anybody to kind of like share anything with. I didn't go out on the weekends. I didn't do anything. I just stayed where I was at, and that gets incredibly depressing. Yeah. Well, that's, no, I, I remember, either. no, go ahead. I don't either. I don't go out on the weekends either. <laughs> you don't go out at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think that's a lot of the, the factors is like you, you build us like a, a stable relationship, like group that you're like, oh, you know, we're all, we're yeah. all here. What do I do if I move away? You know, like, cause I was thinking about getting a job and it's like, if I would have gotten a job somewhere, I would have had to move away. Like it wouldn't have been an option anymore. Like it would have been like, Oh, you have to go for work. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest, like it was a scary moment in my life where it was like, I don't know if I can get a job here. So I might have to move to like Minnesota, Wisconsin, like, you know, green Bay. Yeah. I think think in high school, (laughs) like all the way through high school into an Alessia stint in college. I don't think people truly realize, I think they know, but they don't have the understanding of the only reason I'm friend with a lot of these people is because I'm constantly around them. 
right? I've always had the opportunity to interact with these people and to learn who they are and to become friends. Yeah. But as soon as you leave college and you go to a workplace, like you better like the people you work with because you're never getting that experience that you had in school again, where you're constantly interacting with at least 30 different people. Mm-hmm. Like you get, you get you 10 to, if you're lucky. You have to start <laughs> over too with the, all those people. Most of those people at least. Mm-hmm. If you even don't know the people, anybody. Yeah. Even the people that you knew from high school and college, they're all starting. They're, they're dispersing and starting in different places. You don't keep in contact with the people that you think you're going to keep in contact with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, that was like whenever I, I stopped going to school, I dropped out. Anyway, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped out too, Gary. Yeah. Well, you know. That doesn't make me feel any better. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Uh, but it was weird I because <laughs> I, I, uh, I was around the same people that I went to high school with because we all went to the same college. So I thought, you know, we would stay close, you know, for a while, maybe a few years. We would eventually drift apart some, but I thought we would remain close. No, dude, when I dropped out, it was like you got I cut f- off, fell off the face of the earth from from their perspective, I guess. It may yeah. be different from their perspective. They may not have intentionally done it. I don't you just, know. You I don't get want busy to infer. And you, go, you think about those people, but you don't yeah. think, let me get in contact with them. You're yeah, just yeah. thinking, hey, I wonder what he's doing, but it's not enough for me to want to spend a converse, a whole phone conversation it's with. It's like when right. you get married and have kids and try to hang out with your old single friends. You know, it's, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can't. No, I mean, wow. Yeah. It's like you <laughs> can. Okay, me and Rick, we're going to leave the room. You guys can have whatever <laughs> is going on here. Uh, it's like you can. It's just not at the same, not, not, not to the extent that you did before. It's not you know? as easy. Just, you're, you don't realize. You're in a different groove now. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, I didn't exactly like work to continue the the friendships like I could have. Right. I think, I think people don't realize Mm -hmm. that even though you have some autonomy and picking the priorities that you have, I don't think people realize how those priorities are a gradual shift. Like they're not necessarily something that you consciously go, this is going to be my priority now. Yeah. They just slowly shift. And those little small decisions every day, like Gareth would be like probably thinking, I mean, I know you and Ray keep in contact, but when you're, when you're married to Krista and you think about Ray, wow. you don't go, I need to call Ray and spend an hour on the phone with him. You just go, I wonder what he's doing. And then you go, oh, well, Krista needs me to do this. And then that thought just passes from your head and Krista yeah. becomes the priority, right? And that's, you don't realize that you're making those priorities. They just form. I yeah. wouldn't answer the phone anyway. <laughs> Ray doesn't like this is just an phone. example, okay? Yeah. I'd have been like, yo, you called. Is the text theory. message. <laughs> and now that you have a kid, you're thinking about the and not only that you're making these decisions, but these thoughts. You have more thoughts about your children now and about Krista. It doesn't leave room for the other yeah. smaller moments where you would have gotten in contact with all your other friends. My kids replaced you is what he's saying. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it happened. You're not a child enough for him yeah. to worry oh, about I you. Think I am. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> that could be that's another so discussion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I think no. though, all of this, bringing it back to natural disasters, is still applicable because when these natural disasters happen, people disperse. There are people who can't come back, who want right. to, but just don't have the funds or the or, means. And they don't are have they as much just, of a reason to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you just leave because it's like, why, why would I go back and rebuild? Like yeah. when I can just buy something new somewhere else. Yeah. But they, they face all of these same struggles of like not having that support group, but not out of desire to be somewhere else. So they face that depression, everything else is like, I have to be here now. I can't be where I want to be. Yeah. And then they have to form that to put roots down somewhere else. And it takes time for roots to grow. 
Well, and a lot of times they move to a different place because they think, you know, I won't have to deal with that same situation in a different place yeah, because was, the grass is always greener. Yeah. You know, I was texting Andy Merriman the other mm. day and I was like, how's it feel not have to worry about freaking natural disasters every year now? Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? He just said it was really great. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when people m- try to move from their problems... I feel like those exact problems would just follow them. Well, especially like natural disasters. It's like you're always going to have something somewhere. Yeah. Like if you move to a desert, they have like whirlwinds that start in the desert and they pick up like it, they can pick up fire. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen a fire tornado? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yes. not fun. Our water rations because yeah. you haven't had rainfall yeah. in a while. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, so where are you going to move that you don't have something that you have to deal with? There's always like, an issue. But there are places that you can pick that have very few issues like we said on a previous episode arkansas is pretty nice but then you gotta live in arkansas (laughs) (laughs) i like arkansas it's uh it's nice to drive through and stop and say this is a nice place and then keep driving alabama's really nice I don't think yeah. to drive through <laughs> to look at it. Have you, have you <laughs> ever been on vacation nice to a scenery. place and realize like you're there on vacation, everything's nice. And then you just slowly start to realize the lack of availability of everything there. Yeah. Like, wow. This is some slow internet. Wow. When I go to the convenience <laughs> store, they have a option of two pieces of candy. Like you just start to realize everything that would be super inconvenient about living there. Yeah. I don't know. I remember whenever we went to New York and it was like, you can never drive anywhere. Like, I like it was, that about It was New York. nice to walk, but like <laughs> never drive ever again. Yeah. yeah. Here's here's especially on and, a motorcycle for and, you would be. And you have to like mm-hmm. wait for the subway. Subway. You have to wait for whatever you want to like travel. See, okay, like, see, this oh is where God, we don't share so- an opinion. I like that about New York because everyone has that expectation of waiting on the subway, right? So everyone knows that you're going to be waiting. That's the responsibility that you have now shifted. They can't go, oh, you drove here? Why didn't you leave on time? You can just say, I was on the subway on time. That's all I can tell you. I walked here, and I was on the subway yeah. this at, at this time. But I'm pretty sure the boss is still going to be like, oh, he can mm, get mad. You should, have, you should have taken the one before that. He can get mad, but I guarantee you that same boss is going to be late just as much as you are. Mm. Yeah. Well, and then plus on the subway, you get free entertainment and it's different almost every time. So, okay. You know? So there's, there's different, there's different problems with the subway on a daily basis, such as people who don't put earphones in or make a racket on the, on the morning train or take like, a dump in the corner of the, the yeah, car like, you're in. So there's other things to struggle hey, that with. That hobo's doing drugs. But I, Man, in California, I we had, in the Bay area, we had the BART, the Bay area rapid transit. It's like the subway over there kind yeah. of smaller scale yeah but there was always there's always like someone on there who's rapping or something or like yeah. you know just selling their mixtapes just like oh out i remember there that. putting themselves out like, whatever that guy <laughs> buy my mixtape yeah. selling like, blank cds no i'm good thank you though like yeah but it was cool like when when they were good it was cool it was entertaining you know now like sometimes people that. go on there and try to like freestyle oh that's like the that like, interview mm-hmm. have you seen that guy the interview that he did where he um the lady he had a book we're talking about freestyling or he had a new album out too and stuff. And then she was like, can you do a freestyle for us right now? And no, then no, 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 no. he just couldn't even think of anything. Oh, yeah. He was just sitting there. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, and it went on for so long. And he was just sitting different, there. Different when you're on the spot. And she, the take. <laughs> the take. Yeah. They just went to a commercial break. 
I felt so bad for the guy. I know, that poor dude. You I always so think of the best it. ideas when you aren't the one you aren't the one that's in the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. well, and then, then he was put on the spot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like not everyone can do that. Mm-mm. Like that was that's like when you do something really funny and then you ask your friends ask you to repeat it. Yeah, you can't do that. No. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. It's not natural anymore. It tastes different on the tongue. Yeah, it's not organic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen just naturally and just flow. That's why a lot of your hobbies you shouldn't do for a job. Because it's natural when you're doing it for a hobby. As soon as you start doing it for a job and there's expectations, it becomes unnatural. Mm. I might like playing video games for a living. I don't know. Actually, yeah. okay. So let me let me go through this with the streamer stuff. Terrible. It is not <laughs> as fun as people think. Mm-hmm. First of all, first of all, you have to make sure behind the scenes that you're signing contracts, that you're keeping sponsor deals, and you're keeping aware of the people who are trying to take advantage of you, as well as do collaborations with other people in your field. Also, you have to make sure there's a high school drama that goes on constantly because you have to keep these other people that you're collaborating Mm -hmm. happy and you have to keep your fans happy. You have to project this almost perfect persona and you're on at least five to six hours a day. You can't say anything stupid or look at anything stupid. Six hours on a video game goes quick. Yeah, but but you know what? Depends on the video game. If you're just playing the video game. The biggest thing is like, especially if you you have a cult following of a game, you can never play another game. You can never switch mm. your game. It, it's hard. No, professional gamers play done, different games. All, like, there's a whole bunch of people play Warzone and Fortnite you have and to, GTA but, okay, but and those, Apex. But those and, two are the same. What? Those two are the same They play Battle Royale. One, two. Like, oh, so uh, Warzone, Fortnite, Warzone, Fortnite, Every and, now and, then you and get GTA. Somebody. Yeah, you have GTA. And those same people play the the... American truck simulator, whatever, where you just drive a big semi. Those are variety streamers. The, Those uh, are variety the... streamers. Like yeah. if you if you have somebody who plays League of Legends and mm-hmm. they try to play another game, mm-hmm. they will lose. Most of their audience will not come with them. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean that goes down. That's to why the person, you have to be though, a big streamer. It's not transition. like you can. It's just what kind of person you are. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, if but you, if you have a type of personality, people will just follow you wherever you go. You that's know? what that's what becoming yeah. a big streamer is, though. You have to set those expectations early. If you're going to be switching through games, you have to set that expectation early. If you just stream one game and you get to two hundred thousand followers, at least one hundred fifty thousand are watching you because you played that game, not because of your personality, and they stuck around for your personality. So as soon as you start playing another game, their major reason Again, for that, starting watching you that goes you, down to the person, though, because some people follow people because they're good at a game and other people follow well, this another is, person this is because where they I'm like their personality you, but also adding context that personality only goes so far because they're it depends watching on the personality it well, doesn't it person. doesn't because a lot of these people are watching for that game and they like your personality and that game mm-hmm. so when you take out 50 percent of that equation a lot of those people go, man, I really like that guy, but I still want to watch Warzone, so they can't watch him anymore. So and what they there do have is been... they shift to somebody else who is playing Warzone, who has a slightly worse personality, maybe. <laughs> no. but, or might be or, better at Warzone. Now, if you have a great personality, you're still going to lose viewers, but you're going to gain them again. So it's mm-hmm. basically a risk that you take to shift the expectations of your stream, yeah. where you lose about half the people that are watching you, and then you slowly gain that momentum again if you have a good personality. But there's nobody who has two hundred thousand that's only playing one game that switches over and keeps the two hundred thousand people watching. It's, yeah, they it's might get a gradient of how, yeah. how good yeah. you are at the game and how I've cool seen it of a though. I've seen someone who's had a yeah. hundred thousand people watching. They stream another game. They have maybe two thousand people watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. 
this might be a good topic for our next show. Talking is, about yeah, we should we we're, some jobs. We're, this is definitely getting off a natural. <laughs> what you would do for now. a living and all that. Yeah, I think yeah, we yeah, should yeah. do that. We should cut it here, and we should record another show. And we should talk about like our what would be a cool job to have, like our favorite jobs, our dream jobs, things like that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. I want Cameron. Why don't you uh, take us out of here today? Oh wait, first forgot we already had the quote. Oh yeah. But Ray <laughs> hasn't done his uh, random fact. So what you got for us, Ray? He doesn't have a lot. Oh, I can no. see it in his eyes. Oh, no. Oh, Dogs. no. <laughs> Dogs have cleaner tongues than people. Well, uh, that's not necessarily true. I don't know. Depends on the dog and the person. Oh, and what they've licked. Disgusting TikTok video of his hey, girl. You like see she was like kissing her dog, mama, 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 and the dog starts licking her back, and then she catches the dog's tongue in her mouth and starts oh, sucking on it. Oh, oh, my <laughs> God. What are you watching? There's your random, random back in the day. day. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I promise. You're not in control of what pops up on your feed. Oh, <laughs> my God. Penicillin was only introduced in 1920. Yes, wow. which is why we are so afraid of penicillin-resistant bacteria because we do not have a substitute yet. So people, mm. people in that era could have stubbed their toe and died because of it because they could have had an infection that started. Actually, a large majority yeah. of the major generals who have died in history have died from infection. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sucks. Random Man. fact. There you go. There's your random fact. I, I, I watched a, uh, a video the other day about talking about why Germanio hadn't been conquered by Rome during Rome's time, like fully conquered and settled. And one of it was one of the best Roman generals that was like taking control of that area basically fell off a horse and then died from infection man what a way to go <laughs> just fall and he off didn't even horse. do it in battle he was just walking back to rome <laughs> oh after he won the battle he probably yeah. just like nodded off while he was at the wheel Poor so to speak <laughs> fell down skinned his knee yeah that's it. died of infection man that's insane right yeah yeah well, just as insane as the way we discovered penicillin yeah hey, that's some moldy bread over there i wonder what's on that bread <laughs> Yeah, that was how it happened. Hey, you never know. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> it was it was some moldy bread, yeah. and he noticed that it was keeping. What was it doing exactly? It was keeping something at bay when he looked at the plate, and he started really inspecting it after that, and realizing it it basically dissuaded bacteria. There you go. Yep. Ooh, mold versus versus bacteria. Get a little history lesson today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. I, I wish I could tell you verbatim what it was, but that's how I remember it. All right. Well, that's good. Batum. And with that, I think right. we can wrap yeah. it up today. Go ahead, Cameron. Take us out of here. Uh, if you like the show, go on Apple Podcasts. Give us a like, subscribe, five stars, four stars, three stars, whatever you want. Spotify. Too. No, if you're going to do less than four stars, just go. Just, yeah, just, just, don't even, yeah. just move along. <laughs> yeah. Move along. One star. Love yeah. the show. Yeah. Just show some love. Show some love. Yeah, yeah, show some love. Uh, yeah, show some love. If you guys have any questions or topic suggestions, you can email us at the odd opinion. Nope. Nope. Wait, nope. Odd opinion pod. Yeah. Odd opinion pod. At gmail.com. O-D-D. O-P-I-N-I-O-N-P-O-D at G-M-A-I-L dot com. Very That's nice. been your daily spelling lesson with Ken. You <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. All right. Y'all have a good day, night, whatever, whenever you're listening. If I don't see you, good morning, good evening, good night. <laughs> you messed it up. <laughs> yeah, Bye. I did. Good, 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 good night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know the Truman Show, whatever. Let's go.
Bye, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.